Hey there. Welcome to Urban Village Church. You're joining the live stream of our worship gathering. I'm Darren Calhoun, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. Whether you're a familiar face or new to our community, we're so grateful that you're here. At Urban Village Church, we're all about being bold, inclusive, and relevant. And if you're new here, let me tell you why that matters. First, boldness is in our DNA. We are not afraid to ask tough questions, to challenge the norms, and explore new possibilities. We believe that faith is a journey of growth and exploration. So get ready to dive deep and open your heart to some fresh perspectives. Inclusivity is at the core of who we are. No matter where you're from, how you identify, or what life experiences you've had, you are welcome here. We celebrate the wild and wonderful differences that make each of us unique. You belong in this community, just as you are. And finally, we strive to be relevant. What we do as a church should connect with your everyday life. Our messages dig deep into real life issues, and our times of worship are intentional about meeting you right where you are. Our aim is to provide inspiration and practical insights anchored by the love of Jesus that you can apply to your own journey. So as we continue with our worship gathering, I want to invite you to engage with us right now. Join in the conversation in the chat, share your questions and share your thoughts or just say hi. After the sermon, we'll sometimes have a Q&A session where you can share your thoughts, ask questions and explore the message further. So keep your phone or keyboard handy. We also have an app and a digital connect card for you to fill out. It's a great way for us to get to know you better and for you to stay connected to the UBC community. You can find the link in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. So let's dive in together. Open your heart, join the chat, ask questions and fill out the digital connect card. We're excited to journey with you and co-create a vibrant community of love and support. Welcome to Urban Village Church. As seen to many within. When we live what a trade Shall I'm traveling Not a word to the squabble Fancy the ball On stress from scowled blender To new scowled element Nobody but a fjord I'll be dead and make you And then soon and then wounds And then get out it's shallow and he is sound for the bread of 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 the bread
Amen. Thank you for singing with us this morning. We're going to continue and worship this morning um, and sing about actually one of our core values here at Urban Village Church, which is to be bold, um, relevant, and inclusive. And today we're going to be singing a little bit about inclusivity. Um, as we sing this song, we're going to be hearing about what it means to be open and welcome and inclusive um, to those in our lives. And as we sing this song together, I hope that you are reminded that you belong here. Um, this is a space where we can come and feel welcome, where we can come and feel loved and cared for and surrounded by a community that um, tells us that we belong. So um, we're going to sing this song together called All Belong Here. <laughs> I see when you're not sure who you really are. And I'm not sure who we really are. You have always met in kind. Open your eyes, hook all the love. No matter who, this is your and the dawn knows how to forgive And now to see the Have questions then you can count All within You've got one Then tight up and go This is the book
Would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, we come to I'm grateful for the sunshine, God. Grateful for the season of fall and things that uh, begin to change. God, we come to you grateful as we enter this season of gratefulness and thankfulness. And we join together with those that we love and we sit around and we feel surrounded. God, and I pray that um, we could be and continue to be um, a body of people that welcome and love all those um, who might not feel that uh, warmth and love and surrounding God. Um, I pray that we welcome all those that have been excluded, God, as an inclusive community. Um, thank you for your love and that it is always radically inclusive and open and loving, God. Thank you for a faith community that upholds that, God. And I pray that as Christian comes and shares your word with us this morning, that we would remain open to how um, your word could impact our own lives, will shape our own world, God. Hallelujah. Please be with all of us here, God, and thank you for everyone who is here with us um, in your presence, God. Um, and be with those who might be going through hard challenges and are unable to be here, um, those in our church family and outside of our church family, God. And, and we pray that you would just um, wrap us up in your love as we come together today and spend time with you. We ask all these things in your name, God. Amen. You can be seated. Good morning, friends. It is nice to have you here with us today. My name is Christian Kuhn. Uh, I am the pastor of this community. My pronouns are he, him, his. And it is wonderful to have you here with us today. And also a uh, big welcome to our folks watching online today. It is always uh, great to have you here. So if you haven't done so, uh, chime in from where you are watching uh, so that we know and can connect with you as well. We are a church that uh, seeks to live out our mission statement, which is to create Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the city and beyond. Yay! Uh, and we try to do that by living into our core values of being bold, inclusive, and relevant. Uh, bold in that we are uh, firmly rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and because of that, we believe uh, that we can do amazing things. Uh, inclusive, and actually, we're doing a sermon series now where we're revisiting our core values, so we'll be talking about inclusive uh, more later on, uh, but inclusive means that we are truly welcome uh, and affirming of folks coming into our space, so gay and straight and uh, transgender and cisgender, uh, folks who uh, love fresh cranberries to the side and those who love it right out of the can, uh, whether uh, folks love pumpkin pie or apple pie or whatever your favorite dessert is uh, this time of the year on Thursday, uh, you are all welcome here in this space and relevant in that we do our best to live out our core values and our mission every single day of the week. And so I want to take a couple moments to talk about that. First, before we do that, though, uh, hopefully everybody got uh, one of these. And on the uh, edge is a perforated little piece here, and we're going to tear that off together on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Well done. Uh, also, um, so there's a couple of ways that we would love to know who you are, how we can connect with you, how we can pray for you. So you can fill that out later on. We're going to be passing down uh, the magical golden plates. Uh, and so you can put it right in that. Or uh, if you would prefer to do it online, there's a QR code on the front of this bulletin, and you can scan that. Uh, and you can let us know how uh, you can, who you are and how we can connect to you using that as well. So I want to lift up a couple of announcements. Uh, there are lots of things in here. I'm going to lift up uh, three of them uh, specifically. Uh, first one is um, Advent starts a little bit later this year, starts December 3rd. But our Advent study is that I'm leading on Sundays. The date is not in here, but I'm leading an Advent study based on a book uh, written by a man named Adam Hamilton. Uh, 
uh, big Methodists know Adam Hamilton. He's the pastor of the largest United Methodist Church uh, in the country. Uh, and we're using a book called The Journey. Uh, little known fact, this is a little, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, we can you want to brag about yourself, but you don't want to brag about yourself. Humble brag. Thank you, JD. This is a little bit of a humble brag here. Uh, the book we're using, The Journey, I really didn't know this, but in this book, Adam Hamilton quotes me. That's right. I was expecting for more of an awe. Can we try that one more time? Adam Hamilton quotes me. Wow, that's like, yeah. I am famous. Uh, I didn't know that until yesterday. I was flipping through the book. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm in here. Uh, so if that's not an incentive for you to join this study, I don't know what is. So we're going to start a week from today. It'll be on Sundays, 5 p.m. Uh, online. And so if you want, I've got a couple of extra books or can order it online. So if you're interested at all, let me know and I'll be happy to uh, send you the Zoom link for that. So again, that starts next Sunday. Our Christmas potluck, which was a huge hit last year, is on again this year. And so that's December 17th. And so we've got a, a good group of folks who will help plan that. Uh, John, who's in the back, has kind of helped, is going to wrangle the folks who are interested. Uh, and so if you're interested in helping out with that, and we'll have more info about signups, things that you can bring, things like that on the 17th. Uh, we'll be doing that soon. Today's the third third Sunday, Thursday, third Sunday of the month. Uh, and so our community fridge uh, folks will be going out there. So Marilyn will be doing that again. If you're interested in how we do that, you can let her know. And this didn't get, this was a last minute, uh, really wonderful service project that we are doing. Um, a couple of our folks uh, have taken it upon themselves. We are going to feed uh, some of the migrants who are staying at the Carlton Hotel in Oak Park. And we're going to be doing it Wednesday night uh, or for dinner Wednesday, this Wednesday. So the night before Thanksgiving. So we, there's an online sign-up sheet. Again, this, we started this even before we got the bulletin out. So if you're interested in that, uh, there's that little uh, box here. And you can write uh, November 22nd or interested. You don't have to... It, there's a there's a sign up genius that you can sign up uh, to buy food or things like that for the meal. Um, Brian Sokol is going to be the chef for this whole thing. So if you're interested in helping out with that, you can write in uh, on the somewhere on the tariff sheet. We'll make sure to send you the link so that you can sign up for that as well. So that's this one. They they also need a couple books to help serve as well. And so it's going to be a really great opportunity. All right, I think that's it. So uh, yes, Katie. For the holiday gifts, I'm students to remind us when you zap a family, um, the gifts seem to be to me by December 3rd. Um, Rack with the name and number on it. Um, if that does work, please talk to me as it is possible. Cool. Thanks, Kate. Uh, all right. So now our uh, kids are going to be going upstairs, and Miss Erica is going to be leading the kids upstairs for that. Uh, and as they do so, we are the rest of us will stand pass the peace of Christ with one another. So uh, take a look at name tags. Uh, if they are green, that means a handshake, side hug, or cool. Yellow, ask how they're feeling today. Red uh, means a, a hand wave from afar. If like me, you forgot to wear a name tag, uh, then who knows what will happen. And so uh, you can still pass the peace. Folks online, uh, share your favorite emoji to pass the peace as well. So let us pass the peace.
We often take time uh, in our worship where we uh, ask folks to come up and share a little bit about what's going on in their lives. We call it testimony. Uh, and so this month, we've been particularly thinking and asking people to talk about um, how they uh, share what God is doing in their lives through the ways that they give financially. So we've been trying to, or we have, been having uh, videos for that so that we can see folks from our other locations. For those who don't know, Urban Village is uh, in three other locations in addition to this one, all in the city. And so we have heard from folks here. Uh, we've heard from folks at Wicker Park. And today we hear from someone uh, at Hyde Park Woodlawn. Uh, I said last week that it was a, a record for shortest uh, testimony. Today's is twice as long. Uh, so still pretty short. Uh, but we're grateful for uh, Josh, who is going to be sharing his story right now. This season, my husband and I are thankful to have a faith community who affirms and celebrates our queerness. I also can't think of a more inclusive space where we could raise our kids. Before Kids, UBC has always been our safe space, spiritual home, if you will, to explore and challenge our faith. Now with kids, we're experiencing new ways of being affirmed and celebrated as a queer family in the UBC community. So whether you're a family of one, two, or more, whether you're queer, straight, disabled, or neurodiverse, I believe UBC and its commitment to inclusive, bold, and relevant faith could be your spiritual home too. I'm Josh, and our family worships at Hyde Park Woodlawn and thankfully gives to the ministry of Urban Village Church. So we have been uh, mentioning that this year, often what we have done in the past is ask folks to what we call pledge. That is, it's going to let us know what your financial commitment to the church is for the next year. Uh, and we've kind of let those trickle in in the past. What we're doing this year is really trying hard for everybody to make those commitments uh, on December 3rd. And so uh, we'll do that both in worship and we'll be texting people. They can do it online as well. So invite you to continue to pray and think uh, about how that might work for you as well. So. Uh, now, Addie is going to be reading our scripture. Today's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians, where we hear about the importance of every member from, of the body. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. But if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members, we are treated with greater respect, whereas our, mem respect our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may not be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of kind tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, 
Are all teachers? Do all work powerful deeds? Do all possess, possess gifts of hearing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. You ever heard the phrase, throwing somebody into the deep end? Uh, Addie had never read scripture today before today, and I gave her a really long <laughs> scripture to read, so well done. Uh, um, one of the things that um, uh, I'm most proud of in the development of, of Urban Village is from the beginning, we developed this marketing campaign where we put signs on uh, in, in trains uh, in the CTA, and as we were developing that uh, campaign, we were trying to think of what would be a good way of letting people know who we were uh, and how they could find out about us. So, so what we did was we created uh, these uh, signs that said, we welcome so many different kinds of people. And so we put together two seemingly opposite uh, groups of people saying, we love both of these groups of people. So for example, we said, we love tattoos, we love suits. Uh, we love doubters, we love believers. We love gay people. We love straight people. I think, uh, Karen, I think I have a photo in there. So if you could put that up uh, on the screen, there it is. So we have one too that said, we love Cub fans, we love Sox fans. Uh, that was a later, that, des that design was a little bit later, but still it was pretty cool to get on the train and see uh, how we did that up above. Uh, one of the signs too that we put, and this is like, again, this is 2010 when we first started doing this, is we love Democrats, we love Republicans. Now, at the time, it wasn't quite as perhaps what it means today. Uh, and so we know we've talked about one of our core values is to be inclusive. And perhaps of all of our core values, that's the one, not that it's controversial necessarily, but people push us on that. Like, what does it mean to be inclusive? What does it mean to be welcoming of all people? And so we've had people uh, over the years too. Uh, say, for example, they'll like ask me, let's say somebody comes in and they're wearing one of those red hats that has one of a political persuasion. Are they welcome in this space? And so we have these really interesting conversations about what does it mean to be inclusive? Who actually belongs uh, to all of those, uh, who belongs in this space? And so we've tried really hard to uh, think about that and reflect on that and making sure too that if someone is coming into the space and causing harm, either through their words or actions, then we uh, will ask them either to think carefully about what they're doing or they are not part of this if they are causing harm to somebody else because we there's lots of people who have been caused harm uh, by church experiences in the past. So we are trying to be thoughtful about uh, all of that. But what does it mean to be inclusive? So I talked about our sermon series that we're calling All In. And so I mentioned earlier that often in November, we talk about what does it mean to give to the church financially? And sometimes too, we do a sermon series where we are revisiting our core values. And what does it mean to be bold, inclusive, and relevant? So today we're talking again about what does it mean to be inclusive? What does it mean to recommit to that core value? Uh, and what does it mean to be all in with that value as well? Well, I want to take a look at, at that and begin to reflect on that through the lens of this passage that uh, Addie read today from the book of uh, Corinthians. So I, I never want to assume that folks, when we talk about the Bible, some people know it uh, front and back. Others are pretty new to it, and so it's a little bit mysterious. So if you ever hold a Bible or you're looking out of your phone, it's near the back, this funny word called Corinthians. And Near the back, a lot of these are letters actually written by this guy named Paul. Paul was perhaps the first church planter. Uh, he was the one who really started to plant churches all throughout today, what we would know as Greece and Turkey and beyond too. Uh, and so today we are reading a part of a letter that Paul wrote to this church, this new community in this city called Corinth uh, in Greece. Corinth was a cosmopolitan port city uh, so lots of different folks were hanging around in this community. So Paul is hearing word about conflict that might be happening in this space, in this community. And so he's doing best to try to let them know through these letters and in this letter too, this is how you are, are expected to be part of the church. And in this particular church, 
uh, there are some struggles about how they are doing that and how they are uh, living into what it means to be uh, this church. Apparently, there are some people who really felt uh, pretty strongly about who they were and what particularly kind of gifts that they had. So they can, for example, speak in the gifts of tongues. And so they thought this is the best gift. And so their egos were a little inflated. Uh, I don't know how they walked around, but you can imagine them kind of walking around, strutting perhaps, letting people know I have the best gift. And so Paul does his best in this letter to kind of puncture their egos a little bit, saying you're really not all that. And so he does that in different parts in this letter. Uh, in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, he kind of accuses them of being babies. Uh, other ways, he's trying to say, you might think that you're standing, but actually you're falling. So Paul has two things that he's trying to do in this letter and in this passage too. On the one hand, he's trying to bring down the people who thought that they were the best in the world. But on the other hand, he also was doing his best uh, to try to lift up those who thought they were low. So Paul is trying to do two things here. He's got two groups of people, those who thought that they were better than everybody else and those who thought that they were worse than everybody else. Paul's trying to even things out a little bit. And he does this today by using a fairly common metaphor uh, in the day by using this word or this uh, metaphor of the body. So other writings in this time, the Greco-Roman time, other writings used this metaphor of the body. And in fact, apparently other writings would kind of play this out and their different parts of the body would argue with one another uh, as a way to try to convey this, uh, what this meaning and this metaphor. So Paul here is using this uh, metaphor of the body. So you may know, some of you may know this passage or something similar to it. And whenever we look at this, sometimes we use this as a way to talk about spiritual gifts. And so maybe sometime in your life, you have taken what's called a spiritual gifts assessment. And so I preached on this passage or is one similar to it where we talk a lot about spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's a good way of trying to get a sense of how did God create me? How can I use these things? But it's interesting that we may overemphasize the word spiritual with this passage. And yet Paul uses the word body to describe this uh, community and what it means to be part of the body of Christ. But we may be in danger of taking it too far away from body and into spiritual. Sometimes Christians like to talk more about spiritual than they do about the body. And yet this metaphor here today is body. And Paul gets very specific here. He uses specific things there. He's talking about different parts of the body, eye or ear or smell, nose, all of these different things. Now here, Paul is talking about members of, the, of one body. But what I want to do today, I hope that's okay with Paul. I'm going to tweak it just a little bit and just say, rather than talking about members of the body, I want to say that every body is part of this particular body. I want to take it away a little bit out of the spiritual realm and really talk about our bodies. At Urban Village, sometimes we will say something to the effect of, you know, everybody is welcome. But today I want us to take that word everybody and split it out so that every period body is welcome. Every body is part of this community. Now, sometimes in the church, when we talk about bodies or maybe even our own lives, we get, perhaps you grew up in a tradition that gets a little squeamish when you talk about the body. Because you might talk about, well, we need to be careful about the temptations of the body. Or now in our culture today, we talk about, or people feel ashamed of their body. and They do all they can to hide their body. But today I want us to begin to reclaim that a little bit, our own bodies, and to think about what it means to welcome every body into this community, into who we are as the church. I've been uh, rereading a, a book uh, by Barbara Brown Taylor where she talks about different ways of living into spiritual disciplines. And here she talks about what does it mean to live fully into our bodies. And she he, uh, has here this quote I want to read to you about what does it mean to practice the spiritual discipline of being part of and into your body. And she writes this. She says, whether you are sick or well, lovely or irregular, there comes a time when it is vitally important for your spiritual help to drop your clothes, look in, your, in the mirror and say, here I am. 
This is the body like no other that my life has shaped. I live here. This is my soul's address. And I want to pause there for a moment. You can leave the quote up there. Think about that, friends. What would it be like for each and every one of us? You can go into your bathroom and lock the door if you want to and just take off all of your clothes and just look at your body. Now, our society has probably shamed you into thinking that initial reaction is like, I can never do that because there's a part of my body, many, many parts of my body that I'm ashamed of or that I'm embarrassed by or that I wish I could improve. But what would it look like to remember that we are Christians, meaning that we are incarnational people. That Paul says here, every body, we are part of the body of Christ. What would it be to engage in the spiritual discipline here that she recommends to take off all your look at yourself in the mirror and say, here I am. This is the body like no other that my life has shaped. I live here. This is my soul's address. And rather than feeling bad about what you see in the mirror, see it as an unbelievable miracle. She says, after you've taken a good look around, you may decide that there is a lot to be thankful for. All things considered, bodies take real beatings. That they heal from most things is an underrated miracle. That they give birth is beyond reckoning. Every body. And yet in the church, sometimes we don't do a very good job of welcoming every body. Several years ago, well, I think I mentioned before that my mom lives in Florida. And so uh, we usually go at least once a year. And when the kids were younger, my mom lives about an hour and a half, two hours. She lives in the Tampa area, but about and not too far from Orlando. So most times when we would go, we would make some kind of trek to Orlando and visit one of the various amusement parks there. Our most recent trip was uh, to, is it Disney Hollywood Studios? Is that the name of the one with all now the Star Wars? I'm, I'm like, sorry, I'm not a Disney file. Uh, and so the one with all the new Star Wars uh, rides. And so we went to that. And sometimes in these rides, now it doesn't have to be any of the Disney properties. You can perhaps remember a time that you've gone to an amusement park and with the roller coasters or the scarier rides, they will often have some sort of thing at the beginning of the ride saying, you must be this tall in order to ride this ride. Now, in my experience, when I've seen this uh, before, usually uh, they don't really look that closely uh, about how tall if the person hits the mark or not. They just like, yeah, whatever, go on, go ahead. But I was standing in line. We were so close to getting on one of these Star Wars rides, and they had one of those things. I don't remember if it was Chewbacca or whatever the thing was. Like, you yeah, must be this tall, not as tall as Chewbacca. But it, he's got his hand out like this. And there was this a child who, had, who was like, like centimeters from the top of, you know, how tall you have to be. Now, again, I assume like they're just going to let this kid in. Friends, you would not believe. Like, they... They called like one other person and they're like looking at, at just how close they are. And you could see the parents are trying to tell their child for once in your life, stand up as tall <laughs> to hit. And the kid was just so short. They didn't let him on. They didn't let him on. I know, Gary, right? And I couldn't believe it. I thought about that experience today because sometimes in the church, the church, has, you know, whether we recognize it, we have that arm. You must be this, not tall necessarily, but you must be this kind of body in order to be part of our community. Now, every church is going to say all are welcome, but you can really, are you? It is every body, not everybody, every body welcome into that space. Throughout the history of the church, of course, a person's color of skin would preclude them from being part of that body. And today, I think the vast majority of churches will say, oh, we would never do that. And yet they have some things in place that still say that because of the color of skin, you are not, not every body is welcome. Or perhaps if a person cannot climb stairs, then really not every body is welcome. If a person of hard of hearing or is uh, uh, blind, is every body welcome 
in that space. Is someone is neurodivergent? Is every body welcome in that space? And I say this not to say that we have arrived or that we are perfect. We have a lot of work to do to make sure that we are a community that also says that every body is welcome. That's, I think, what helps us to go on the journey of what it means to be inclusive. Part of the body of Christ is saying that every body is part of that. And we can't just sit back, but I think we also have to go out to make sure that others know that we are doing our best to make sure that that's the case. I've shared this story, I think, at least once before. Uh, so if it's a rerun for you, my apologies, but it's a good story. So I'm going to tell it again. Uh, several years ago, I officiated a wedding down in uh, the Dallas area of a couple uh, urban village folks. And um, we had it on the campus of uh, Southern Methodist University. It was a beautiful wedding. Uh, and um, we went to uh, reception afterward. Um, I was there. I can't remember why. Um, I, my, my wife was home with the kids, so I was there by myself. So we did the wedding. It went great. And so after we went to the reception. And so what happened to me is sometimes what happens, like if the pastor is solo and like they have seating arrangements and they don't quite know where to put the pastor. And so they'll either put them uh, with the table that's the most spiritual, I think. And so then we'll kind of put that uh, person there. But I was sitting there with some folks that I didn't know, but having lovely conversation with them. And then the music started. So there's dancing. Now I like to dance. Uh, and so, but almost always though, I'm with my wife. Uh, and so um, usually we would, you know, go out uh, and dance. Um, I should mention the couple uh, named Evan and Tara are black. And so the vast majority of people at this reception were black. And so uh, as the dance was going on and I was looking out on the floor at so many of the guests dancing and I thought to myself, wow, they're really good. They are really good dancers. And I'm, you know, uh, I I'm mediocre, but I like, I give energy to it. And I also like to go out, especially if I'm wearing my pastoral collar at a wedding and people don't know what to do with that either. And so they kind of give me space, which gives me more space to move around. But on this day, I was by myself and everybody was on the dance floor dancing. And I'm like, wow, they're really good. I'm not that good. I'm just going to, I'm going to watch. Today, you know, I'm just going to admire uh, all of the people dancing on the floor. And I'm perfectly fine with that. And so I'm just watching all of this. I'm off in the corner. Uh, and then it's like the Red Sea parted. And then off the dance floor came the groom's mom. And she came right up to me and she held her hands out to me. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And at first I said, ah, you know, Mrs. Sharp, I really appreciate the invitation. And I'm like now like, I, that's, you know, I got a flight to catch tomorrow uh, and all of this. And she was insistent. And she grabbed my hands and literally dragged me out on the dance floor. Now, again, I'm not usually self-conscious about dancing, but I was pretty self-conscious. But music just started to take over. And I started to move my own body in the midst of the other bodies. And soon everybody else noted that the pastor is dancing as well. And so now people are getting out their iPhones <laughs> and they're starting to record me dancing. And they're cheering. And they're not my, it's not a mocking kind of cheer at all. Like they're, they're generally encouraging me as I'm out on the dance floor. It was one of the most wonderful experiences of my life. I would never have known that I was welcome, that my body, I assumed in a sense, perhaps, I don't think my body should be out on that with those other bodies. Until someone said, no, 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 your body is needed here too. No matter how awkward you might look, no matter how much you might stand out or stick out, your body needs to be here with all the other bodies. And so that has always stuck with me. I'm so forever grateful for her. And so I keep thinking about how do we, as the church, do that same thing? That we do our own kind of dance. We 
stand and we sit and we come forward, all these kind of choreography that we do every Sunday, but then the choreography that we do when we go and feed people or take food to the fridge or gather together for potlucks, it's a different kind of movement as well. Friends, how often do we look around at all different kinds of bodies and we say, we want you to come join us on the dance floor. Your body is needed and that we want to do all we can to make sure that your body is welcome and celebrated. We don't necessarily have to record you but we have to let you know, friends, that every body is welcome. That's inclusion, I think. And so what we're asking our church to do this month is to say, are you in with this kind of movement? Are you in to make sure that we're doing all that we can, not only to be inclusive and just sit back, but that we are going out in our community to let bodies know, come, come into this body. We're doing our best to make sure that you are welcome. Will we now commit to that? That to say all in, I'm all in with this. And I want to do all I can to make sure that every body knows that. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks for coming to us. You are not just this spiritual presence in our lives, but you are something more than that. You came to us through a particular human being, one who got thirsty, one who got hungry, one who knew laughter, one who was betrayed, one who died a death for us. And so we take stock of our own bodies. We give you thanks for them, but we also do our best to make sure that others know that they are welcome in this space as well. Thank you for giving us the courage to do just that. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We uh, respond to this word by coming together and sharing out of our own lives. So we do that a couple of different ways. And today we... Um, will give uh, uh, give you opportunity to give financially. And so if today's your first time here in this space, uh, your presence here is a gift. And so either filling out one of the tear-off sheets or filling out the QR code is a gift. Folks watching online, I hope that you're filling that at the Kit Connect card as well. Um, if this is your uh, church community, uh, we invite you to think about giving financially either uh, on one of the plates that I'll be passing uh, down the aisle or down the pew or online. And there's uh, info about how to do that up on the screen. Let us bring our gifts. Give us these bodies and you call them good. You gave us these bodies, and you call them good. You gave us these bodies, and you call them good. You gave us these bodies, and you call them good. We are easily damaged. Have you seen scars? That's just scratching surface More beneath where those are Give us these bodies And you call them good You gave us these bodies And you call them good May we love them you too. Let us love them as you too. Inside, outside, through and through. Let us love them as you too. 
gave us these bodies then you call them you gave us these bodies then you call would you join me in singing that you gave us these bodies then you call them gave us these bodies then you call them We gather at this table as another way to respond to the good news in our midst. And we remember and know the way that Jesus uh, took the opportunity to gather with his disciples and talk about the body as well. Before we do, uh, we first give thanks to God. And so what I would like you to do is just to close your eyes and just pay attention to your own body. Pay attention to the breathing that you are Taking into your lungs and letting out. To just feel the skin on your hands or on your face, the miracles of all that are around us. We also give thanks as well as we remember that tomorrow is a transgender day of remembrance. And so we also remember those who have lived in bodies that they wondered about and they questioned. We celebrate our trans siblings and friends in our midst and pray that they would know the goodness of their own bodies. We give thanks for Palestinian bodies, Israeli bodies, Ukrainian bodies, black bodies, brown bodies, Venezuelan bodies. All of these God has called good. So we give thanks to God and we also remember the presence of Christ who gathered with his closest friends and followers and said, this is my body, broken, given to you. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we give thanks to God and we remember the presence of Christ. We also call upon the Holy Spirit to today too, as we reflect on our own bodies, we know that there are so many in our midst too who wonder about the health of their bodies and they pray to God and they wonder why their bodies are failing them and they desire healing and wholeness. Or maybe we have a loved one too whose body is seemingly not cooperating. And so we call upon the Holy Spirit that that spirit of healing and reconciliation and peace would be with us. And so we lift up our own individual prayers now, whether they be for healing or for forgiveness or for courage, for peace, for strength. We ask for that spirit and then we join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the space, enter into our own bodies, that we might know your presence, that we might be renewed, that we might be forgiven, that we might have hope. And remind us that we do not walk this journey alone, but that we are in your presence and in the presence of others. And we join our voices in the prayer that Jesus 
Pada Serbiel, the version of the Lord's Prayer up on the screen. If you know another version, you're welcome to pray that. Let us pray. Our Father, our Mother, our Parent who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. Amen. For all your spirit on us, out of these gifts of bread and cup, may they be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the presence of Christ, so that others might know your love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are one body partake of the one loaf. The bread which you break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which you give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Invite Abby and Emerson to come forward at this time, and as they do so, a word of instruction about how we do communion. There'll be three of us up front here, uh, and so uh, you are welcome to come forward. Someone will give you either a piece of bread and dip it into the cup that has grape juice, or we'll also have a basket that has uh, gluten-free elements, uh, wafer and juice in that, if you would prefer that. Uh, and so um, however you would like to partake, you're welcome to do so. After that, uh, we have an opportunity to light candles, uh, bowls of sand up here. If today you want to remember someone or to be a light in the world yourself, you're welcome to do that as well, or just return to your seat for a time of prayer and reflection. All are truly welcome at this table. All are truly welcome. Your body is welcome here and now. So come and eat. Bring faith your weary. Bring faith stranger. I come and hear that you feel alone. So raise up, raise up, raise up, raise up. Raise up, raise up, raise up, I am a tool in the of the other land. Then we had to down. I am just to say I am all that is front. Carry on, ball, very real. Carry on, ball, of them. There's a galaxy in your eye. There's a world in your mind. There's a meaty-based tutorial. There is courage to be done. So ready up when you the gates. Ready to brains out. So raise it, pray it now, praise it. I just won't look into you. Down the way, the children live a I am just as sunny and marvel with you, sweat I'll. And I may not back Carry on back. When it's up in the sun, I am throwing and I'm doing in the hour. Then the way and the truth and well, I think I am just a son of all that is wrong. And we all call the 
Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery, for the ways that you come to us through this meal, through togetherness, through community, reminding us how much you love our bodies. Give us the strength to be able to welcome other bodies into our midst as well. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, we're going to sing one last song together, so please stand with us as you're able. Um, we're going to be singing a song called Crowded Table, um, and this song is uh, talks about just uh, wanting to always keep a crowded table, keep those around us, and always have a place by the fire for anyone who wants to join. So please sing this song with us. You can hold on when you need to let go. I feel the mountain when you feel I'm falling in. I can be a street light, showing you the way I'm holding in the old time. On your knees, with a crock on a table, and a meal by the fire, and slowly we won't bring us very together when the dead and her. Music on a wild We're gone enough to show the sea. Nettled in heaven, then the things run deep. They kiss and love that we give, and it's enough that we'll read. Everyone of God, we're gone enough to show the sea. Yeah, I keep on her house and with a crowd table, never let her release by the fun. Whoa, and if you want her, then the the door is always open, your picture's on my wall. Everyone's a little broken, and everyone knows, and everyone knows. I go out, what a while, so you can clap with a crack. Video boots, table, and head of place. By the fun, for everyone. Going straight with you on the wall. You are the 
When the day's done. Friends, we could take on the world when we're young and aged, or old and disabled, because everybody can do that, and we all want to join in the process of doing that. And so let us go forth to this place. Let us go into our fellowship hall and have a time of fellowship and coffee and goodies. Let us go forth knowing that your body is something to behold. And we know that because of who God created us to be. We know that because God came to us in the presence of Jesus Christ. We know that because of the Holy Spirit who always whispers it into our ears, your body, your body, your body is beautiful. Let us go forth to share that news with others. Amen. Yet I want to house with a crowd is able in a place by the fire falling on Let us on the world while we had a minute and bring us back together when the day's done. Love bring us back together when the day is done.